Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. I am Tom Barton from TomBartonSports.com. We are going to talk a little football today. Just going to kind of give you a little a review here and a, pre, a preview, I should say, because people are coming out with their predictions. And when I see one of the predictions, I got to give you guys the information. So a couple of sites kind of came out with their predictions. I'll give you a couple of the news and notes and what they think we should be knowing about the Ivy Leagues. I'm not going to start my predictions quite yet. As a matter of fact, um, next week, we will not have a show next week because I'm taking off. I'm actually going camping for uh, seven days or almost eight days. So I won't be here. When I get back, we're going to start the football previews because when I get back, we're going to be about a month away from the opening and we got about four shows before uh, the opening weekend. I want to look at the opening weekend on the last day. So we'll start our pro football previews. But next week, there will be no show. So I wanted to get into a little bit of the football. Guys, by the way, if you like the show, go check out TomBartonSports.com. Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter. I could always uh, go back and forth with you guys there. I absolutely love the interaction. TomBartonSports at gmail.com if you're more of the email type. And Tom Barton Sports over on YouTube. If you guys could help me support there and uh, kind of build that up, that would be great. So when the football season does come around, it's going to be almost all football all the time. I'll break down the games each and every game. Those that weren't listening last year, I did very good uh, with the basketball, and you guys really did jump on that and enjoy it. But I wanted to start touching on kind of the perception of football, and the perception of what's going to happen is always really interesting this time of year. Uh, let's be honest. I know a couple of publications would have jumped on Dartmouth last year, but I don't think anybody saw that defense being that good and that team being that good. I don't think that anybody saw the Harvard season going the way that they did. Not that it was a bad season, but we had the controversial call and the way that it went. So it's interesting to look um, in all sports at like what people are looking at before time. You can kind of brush it aside and go, ah, that, that they don't know anything. And those guys, they're crazy. They're nuts. You can say that, but it gives you an indication of what the world kind of thinks, right? What America kind of thinks of the Ivy League and of your teams in the Ivy League. Again, take it with a grain of salt. Nobody thought the Cincinnati Bengals were going to the Super Bowl last year in the preseason. I mean, these things obviously do happen. Uh, nobody thought the Atlanta Braves were going to win the World Series even in July last year. So don't get upset uh, when you hear negative things about your team, but just understand, look, this is their predictions. I'm going to go way more in-depth in two weeks. I'm going to start getting involved in it. And then you can shout at me and tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, rather than some of these publications. But I wanted to give you kind of what they're saying. And, you know, the Ivy League has been in the news a little bit, but a lot of it, a lot of it because of the transfers. And now all of a sudden, everyone's kind of starting up and starting to have a good conversation about um, their teams and what's going to happen. And I know North Carolina's really excited. I used to live down in the Triangle. I used to live uh, in Cary, North Carolina, which is like right next to, to Raleigh. And UNC, as a football team, was gaining some momentum. And I am an ACC guy. And I, I will tell you, they're getting pretty excited there uh, on the UNC campus about Spencer Zollin. He was the uh, first-team All-Ivy League selection from Harvard last year, you know, the offensive lineman. He, uh, he's getting people a little excited. But you have to remember now, 
when I when I say, hey, publications are mentioning them, it's because that they're no longer in the Ivy Leagues. It's not because they are in the Ivy Leagues, right? A guy like uh, Jordan Colbert, um, uh, NCAA.com uh, put out a report about uh, guys that are transferring and where they're transferring to. Now, he's going uh, to Rhode Island from Columbia. So the, the offense of Harvard is sure to miss an all-Ivy League player, of course, and one of the best defensive players, the safety Jordan Colbert, going from Rhode Island to Columbia. And you, you look at, um, again, an all-Ivy League um, nomination for Harvard. I think Colbert should have been should have been an all-Ivy League last year. He wasn't. That's okay. Um, but he's, he's a playmaker. Rhode Island's pretty pumped up to get him on that defense and to kind of let him roam free and open it up. So you start to look at, you know, what these publications are saying and, and what we're basically seeing is a lot of these publications, I want to explain this so when you pick up the magazine or for the new people that don't pick up magazines, you pick up your tablet and you start reading, most of them don't understand the Ivy Leagues the way that we all do. Most of them are not going to be informed about the Ivy Leagues the way that we are. So they're going to go and kind of really just look at last year, right? I mean, they're really just going to look at sort of what happened last year and play off of that. Most publications that I see, and I would say so far almost all publications that I see, have nearly the same things that la- that we had last year, right? Where Cornell and Brown, who went 2-8 and eight overall, 1-6 and six in Ivy League play, and Penn went 1-6 and six in Ivy League play, uh, Cornell and Brown almost universally are on the bottom of the barrel. They are almost every single time going to be picked dead last. Why? Because people look at them and they don't know much about them. There's not a lot of information you could kind of get about them at this point in, you know, late July, early August. So you look at one and six record, two and eight overall. Oh, they were terrible. Brown finished with four straight losses. Okay, we'll put them at the bottom. Penn is interesting because Penn was supposed to be better than they were last year. They wound up not being so good. So people are always going to continue to put them uh, far down. Columbia is the team that throws a lot of these publications off. And one of the publications said they expect Columbia to take a nosedive after last year. Look, guys, they, <laughs> you know, <laughs> last year they were a fifth place team. They were four and three in conference. Now they were seven and three overall. So maybe they mean nosedive by that uh, kind of estimation. And they do, they do lose a safety, right? Which I just mentioned. But um, to say Columbia's going to nosedive when they were a fifth place team, I, how much further can you go? I don't see Columbia going underneath. Brown. So, okay. Then you get into sort of the interesting predictions here because you get the Yale, the Harvard, the Princeton, and the Dartmouth. Dartmouth, Princeton finished 6 and 1, 9 and 1 overall. Uh, Dartmouth won four straight. Harvard obviously kind of got screwed, but they finished 8 and 2 overall. They finished third place. And then Yale. Yale and Harvard are both lightning rods for a lot of these publications that they don't really know what to do with them. Harvard keeps getting disparaged. I, I see Harvard as a fourth and a fifth place team, more in these publications than I ever imagined. Harvard still has, in my opinion, the best coach in the Ivy League. And you can argue it, you go crazy. I, I think Murphy's, a, I just think he is. I just think he's the best coach in the Ivy League. They have a lot of weapons that I like. And yeah, they did lose an offensive lineman and they, they will lose some people here and there. They have a lot of weapons I like. And you have to think about the chip that's on Harvard's shoulder after they feel like they were robbed last year. You have to look at uh, the Harvard team that recruits very well. A Harvard defense that really, really is the only defense that could kind of hold up to Dartmouth. This, this is a Harvard team that I consistently see underranked, in my opinion. Now, Yale, I don't want to say they're overranked because I consistently see them at 3-4. Um, 
I don't want to say that they're overranked, but they are almost consistently always put in front of Harvard, which I find a weird situation. And, and I don't know why they're doing it other than, um, you know, maybe they feel like Harvard lost too much. Harvard ended the year with three straight wins. Harvard ended the year in third place. So Harvard and Yale have, the publications have been flip-flopped with no real reasoning. I would love to come up with a reasoning and, and read one of their articles for you. But every time I see these articles, nobody has a real reasoning. Princeton is generally universally number two. People are excited about the offense of Princeton more than anything else. Princeton went undefeated at home. The only Ivy League team at 4-0 at home. So there is going to be some excitement about Princeton. And almost universally, people are picking Dartmouth to win. Dartmouth was a really good team last year. Dartmouth's defense was fantastic last year. I'm not totally sold on Dartmouth as this beat-all, end-all, destroy-all kind of team. Now, some publications are just kind of throwing it out there because they won last year and they don't even understand uh, you know, how they won or why they won. But a publication like Hero Sports, for example, I'll read from them. You know, um, They picked Dartmouth to win the Ivy Leagues. They picked all of their uh, division winners. And said Dartmouth shared the title with Princeton despite beating the Tigers 31-7. to Both finished 6-1 um, because Columbia knocked off Dartmouth for Big Green's only loss of the season. Dartmouth asked to replace their quarterback, Derek Kyler. Yeah, that's a problem. I know they're a defense-first team, but that's a problem, right? They bring back their running back, Nick Howard. He led the team with 787 yards, 15 touchdowns, leading uh, wide receiver Paxton Scott. The team looks to reload at numerous spots. They lost seven starters on offense and defense. There you go. Now, they did win a record 20 Ivy League titles for a reason. Oh, that, this is what it says here. Okay, yeah. Uh, they, they had a lot of turnover in 2021. But I think the turnover really does start to kind of come at you, and it starts to affect you. I really do believe that. So, you know, the, a lot of publications and most publications are taking Dartmouth. They're taking Dartmouth without a problem. Dartmouth almost without a fight. I heard somebody say Dartmouth should run away with this. Uh, somebody literally wrote Dartmouth will run away with the title. I, I just want you to understand when we're looking at publications, it's very early. They're going on a lot of what happened last year. They are not going on a lot of what is going to happen. Dartmouth losing their, their starting quarterback has got to impact them. Dartmouth losing seven stars has to impact them. I'm not saying that Dartmouth, I expect to fall off the, the cliff here, but I think that the publications that we're reading and the things that are coming out, putting Dartmouth far and away better than everybody else, really has to be taken with a grain of salt. So I'm going to take next week off, guys. When I get back, we will go into who I do think we should start to take and why these publications very well could be wrong, but I do see their insight in some situations. Get more into that as the football season starts to approach. It's going to be all football pretty much all through August. So I'm going to take a quick uh, break, and I'll be back in two weeks. Hope you guys enjoy everything. Enjoy your summer, and I'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.